Hello everyone and welcome back to Nerd Talk. It's been a bit since we did our last episode, but today we're going to be talking about the first two episodes of Mandalorian. If we have time, we'll go over uh, the latest episode of The Last of Us. The and, Last of uh, Us. Yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So first before we get into those, we got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem trailer, which is a new TMT movie that comes out this year. It comes out in August. It's in the We're in a post-Spider-Verse world where we're getting these animated projects that uh, look really cool. We got Puss in Boots and now this. So I'm happy about that. Spider-Verse really definitely changed the landscape for animated movies. And it's cool to see like people putting effort into animated movies in these types of ones, like this specific style. Uh, I thought it's a pretty good trailer. Seth Rogen just pisses me off. So that <laughs> seeing him, like his name mentioned, is just like, ugh, I just, I don't know, dude. He's done some great comedies, but everything else, I'm just, I don't know. He just annoys me. Uh, but that being said, the trailer's pretty good. I like it. They got some like actual kids to play the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like actual teenagers. Like I looked at the cast, I was like, I don't know who any of them are, but they sound good in the trailer. Jackie Chan's gonna be Splinter, which is perfect, and he looks like goofy and's got like an '80s mullet, which looks hilarious. Um, I love the animation style. I'm excited for more Team and T content. I hope it's good. I think it's like two dudes directing it that haven't really done too much, if I remember when I looked up. Um, well, there's a controversy around April O'Neil because she shows up in the last part of the trailer, and the controversy is because she doesn't look like April at all. It's not just a race swap; like they've race swapped her before in like the latest series, I believe. Um, but she—if they didn't tell you this is April O'Neil, you'd have no clue. She's like this fat black kid, and that's like that looks nothing like April O'Neil. They kind of gave her like a yellow jacket to kind of be like, "Hey, it's April," but it's like April is an adult and a reporter and a redhead and like but now she's like fat and has glasses and they race swapped her and it's like and she's a kid and it's like what do you even like tmnt if you're just gonna like completely change a character so much that's what i don't understand it's like why did you choose this character if you're going to completely change them in like every way that's what i don't understand because again she's been race swapped you expect it to happen it's whatever this happens with tons of characters now but this seems to be like they got rid of everything about the character not just a race swap but everything else so but aside from that stupidity the rest of the show is pretty good and i'm excited uh i'm not the biggest tmnt fan didn't really watch it much growing up uh i thought the trailer was okay um yeah, the animation is definitely inspired by like the Spider-Man, Spider-Verse like movie. Um, I didn't think it looked as good as Spider-Verse or or Puss in Boots, but it's I guess it still looks good. Yeah, the kids really do sound young, like they sound like kids for sure, like like almost like preteen kids. Um, I thought the trailer was okay. Uh, they don't show too much. Yeah, I didn't know that was April. I know what April looks like, or at least I thought I knew what she looked like until I saw her in the trailer. Um, but I'm not the biggest CMT fan, so it just looks all right. We'll see how it how it goes. But I, I'm not a big fan of Seth Rogen either. So that him being behind the project doesn't inspire confidence for me. Yeah, so. and he's of course has a part. And I think uh, he's Bebop. Yeah, he plays Bebop. So yeah. hearing his voice is going to be very annoying. But I'm excited for it. I think it'll be good. I th- I hope so. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we have anything else other than uh, Mando Taiwan. I don't think there's any other news like to really go over 
Um, so quick non-spoilers from Mando's episodes one and two of season three. I'll just do quick non-spoilers. For me, episode one was not very good. There was like a lot of stupid stuff. It was very like we have a video game plot like a lot yep. of other episodes of Mando where it's like, hey, yep. Mando's like, I need to go do this thing. Oh, Mando, you can't do that thing. You need this thing, so go here to do it and blah, blah, blah. And it just wasn't. It was, eh. Episode uh, two I liked uh, much more. It was pretty good, and then like some stupidity happens in the episode, and I kind of lost interest. And it was like, eh, it ended up being an okay episode. And those are my non-spoiler sp- uh, thoughts. Ian, what are your non-spoiler thoughts before we jump into? Spoilers? I thought the first episode was very not very, especially like I don't understand it is with shows and stuff like you're. I mean, Mano's been off for what a year and a half, two years, right? Uh. Like you want like an explosive first episode, like people to come back and get into, and it wasn't that. It's a very like Dylan said, boring routine. I need this. We don't have that here, but you know who has it? This person has it, and you go get that. You come back here, and it's so video game in that aspect. It's really in they Mano does it all the time. It's really stupid. Um, so I, the first episode I wasn't into at all. The second episode, like Dylan said, I was good up until a point, and then something stupid happens, and it just continues on through the whole episode. Um. Obviously, Pedro Pascal does good, and Baby Yoda's great, but um, kind of just off to a, like a typical Mando season of just like nothing great yet. It's just kind of, okay, it's Mando. And I think it really hurts that we're seeing this after Andor, because you're like, well, I know you can oh do better goodness, than this. Yeah. I know you can do better than this, and you're not doing that. And yeah. it's just like, they had they, from season one, they got the copy of the video game plot with the the boring kind of story, just do this and do this. And they just keep copying, pasting that. They're, you're like, there's nothing, there's nothing like really new or exciting or groundbreaking that you're seeing in this, or no new ideas. It's just kind of the same exact formula over and over. And I feel like at this point, I'm getting really tired and bored of it. I just and I mean, Dylan, Dylan and me, this episode from like minute five on called about almost everything that was going to happen in the next scene, like to a T. Like something happens, oh, I bet this is going to happen next. This happens, oh, this is going to happen. And it was just like. Yeah, it's so formulaic now. It's so easy to tell what's going to happen. Nothing nothing like surprises you. I'm just annoyed at how bad they've done with the pacing like throughout the entire every season. Like I thought season 2 was pretty good. Season 1 was good, but not season like Season 1 was good for the first two episodes and the last two episodes. But those middle four yeah, were rough to rough. get through. And then season 2 was a good bit better. Still had some dumb stuff. But man, I just don't understand how you have eight episode seasons and there's still like half of its filler. How do you like? How do you do that? Why? Well, the, first ep- the first episode of this season was all filler. Like the yeah. first episode, like that's what I was saying. You sp- you expect to come back with a bang for the first episode, and they didn't. It, they didn't at all. They did it, like a, they've been gone for two years, so like they want to reintroduce you. This isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer. Baby Yoda is back with Mando, and if you didn't watch Boba Fett, you'd have no idea why he's back with Mando. You'd have yeah. no clue. There's um... the two episodes of Mando that are in Boba Fett have been better than anything in the season so far. That is very true. There was a rumor, I have no clue if there's any truth to it or not, apparently that Kathleen Kennedy stepped in and wanted Grogu back and made them bring him back in uh, Book of Boba Fett, and apparently Favreau was really upset with that, like almost quit over it. It's a rumor, though, so that could just be all I can believe lies. that because that's like the only thing that she's greenlit that took off, so I can I can see her doing that. Also, if it's just a rumor, it's not fair to completely say that's what she did, Yeah. but also I can see anyone at Disney being like, Grogu is literally a, a cash cow, we can't get rid of him yeah okay so but also like I, but i can see it from both i can totally see john favreau bringing him back on his own because there's a lot of dumb writing in, in mando but yeah. i can also see him wanting to do something else because it do, it did seem like that was progression arc right you had two seasons with them now do something else 
instead Disney was like, nah, fam. Yeah, but bringing him back really feels like it makes like season two pointless. It was. Like, it really it makes it, it, the entirety, because, you know, the build-up we got there, like, the journey and was a, to get to the end to where we got to Luke, to where Grogu went off with Luke, and the Book of Both had all undid an entire season. And then, it like, it also, like, Fs over Luke's character even more Disney already done, because it shows that Luke didn't learn that the whole point of attachment and caring about your friends, the, like, that's what the Jedi's messed up, and it shows that Luke, through his three episodes, didn't, like, Luke betrays that to go help his dad in episode six and like saves him because of that and then luke completely forgets that lesson with teaching his students it makes no sense but also part of that could be because they gotta try to show this luke turns into the luke you see in the last jedi that's so dumb yeah just completely undoing all his character progression it's really Mm. stupid but let's get into spoilers now spoiler alert if you have not seen uh, the first two episodes of amanda we will be spoiling them there's your warning all right Episode runs really dumb. He goes back to I don't even remember the name of the place. The not place, Tatooine. It's the not place, Tatooine. The place from the first, uh, from like the first season with the uh, Creed, and he yeah. talks to him, and he's like, "Hey, Creed, I need IG88. I need a robot. I need a droid that can like test the." Well, no. First, first they talk about how awesome the the plan is now. It's not oh, our yeah. plan anymore. It's a great trading post, and he's like the the mayor of the town. Everyone loves it. And he offers him a chance to be like the to sheriff be, yeah. there, right? Yeah. And he's like, "No, I have Marshall. to go." Oh, we didn't talk about how it opens. It opens with Mandalorian, oh, the biggest really idiots stupid. on the planet, fighting a uh a, a really... steroided out yeah. uh alligator turtle. This, this is something I really want to talk about. Like, um, that this show has a big problem with is there's so many scenes, not just episodes, but scenes that are like wastes of time. That's like, why is that even there? It opens up with like a kid being like inducted into like the Mandalorian I thought, religion. I, Dylan didn't think this, but two other people we talked to thought too, like I did. I thought that was Mando, like when he was a kid getting indoctrinated. Yeah, I that's didn't. what I, I thought. I knew it wasn't Mando the whole time. Dylan but... didn't, but I thought I, I thought it was. Yeah. But yeah. But anyways, uh, you have that whole opening of him like getting baptized and like inducted into like the Mandalorian religion or whatever, and then a big old like alligator turtle jumps out, and instead of being like, "All right, well, there's nothing here of value. It's literally just water. We can just leave." They all start fighting it and getting their asses beat by this it's thing. Really dumb too. It's really. It's like it's what? Really dumb. Why are they fighting it? There's no purpose. They're in the what? Like it. It literally does not make sense. They're not defending anything. They're not helping with anything. It's really just, hey, if you just leave this thing alone, you're good. But they decide to fight it, and it's like, this, what? It's like they wanted to open up with an action scene, but it's the dumbest action scene they possibly could have done. And, and they're getting their asses kicked by it, too. Yeah, until Mando flies by and, like, airstrikes it or whatever. And Yeah. Yeah. So then we go to the friggin' place from episode one that Creed sees over, and he's like, yeah, I'm, like, high counselor or whatever. Uh, you want to be the marshal? Oh, no, no, he goes. No, no. So he the 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 big part about him back there thinking with uh whatever the leader of his cult is she like the only way for him to get forgiven. We is already to go knew this from paid. season two or both. Yeah, but they had, to, they had to tell you. They had to tell you again yeah. that he has. So he confronts her and is like, "If I go bathe in, in the waters and the pools below Mandalore, I am redeemed." And she's like, "You're yeah. right." Yeah. 
And she's like, good um, luck with that. Yes, yes. And then, and then he goes to Creed yes, on his goes. planet and gets offered a job as Marshall. And Creed's like, sorry, I can't do that right now. I have to go redeem myself and my religion. I need a droid that can, like, scan the atmosphere inside there and let me know if it's, like, breathable or whatever. And so he's like, Which, I'll get... Which, we season two, you could get an astromech. Instead, they decide to try to find out in season two. Uh, episode two. Yeah. Instead, they decide, oh, we'll just get... Well, I need the assassin droid Again, that saved himself. like I was talking about, waste of time. It turns yeah. out, like, any droid can do this, but for some yes. reason he wants his old pal, the IG-88 take with The funniest thing was when they brought him back to life and they couldn't shoot him in some death. Oh yeah, they were like, whiffing and bed. this, yeah, this like, this paraplegic IG-88 droid was like beating Crawling their asses. The ground, try, try and they couldn't hit him. Grogu. And that's... then a, a C3, uh, C-3PO unit had to freaking push a statue on it to kill it. Yes, and then we get the <laughs> that's using your headline. We get oh, a pun for some reason. I... Yeah, again, that's like a whole waste of time. It's like, why did he have... Like, they should have made it specific that he needed that IG unit. But he didn't. Because it turns out the next episode, they're like, yeah, he can get any droid. Yeah, and then then they confront... Or I don't remember, maybe it was before us, but they confront pirates that want to go drink at the school. And they're like, oh, it's not a bar anymore, goodness. it's a school. And they're like, well, we're going to go drink here. It's like, buddy, it's a school. What? They're like, well, this is our planet. And he's like, not anymore. So then they kill all of them, but this one guy, they're like, he'll go tell them... You know, what are you, whatever. So then yeah, they're like, tell his well, buddies not to mess with us. Yeah, so then Lando's like, okay, I have to go find... The ID didn't work, but if I find a memory replacement, I can get... I can fix him. So he takes off, and surprise, surprise, he runs into the one pirate with his other buddies. And the space battle ensues. The space battle's okay. I thought that was the best part of the episode. I thought the space battle uh, was cool. He's kicking their asses it. with his, like, uh, Naboo ship. And then they come across, like, a bigger uh, Davy Jones villain. And Davy Jones is a big starship. Like, I'm going to kill you for killing my men. And then. Yeah, uh, literally like a big, like, seaweed Davy Jones. Yeah, it's literally Davy Jones. For some reason. And then Mando just literally hyperspaces past him. Yeah. But I thought the I thought the space fight was cool. That was my favorite part of episode one. I thought the uh, I thought the space fight was pretty cool. I liked that part. The rest of the episode was kind of dumb. Oh no! Then he goes and sees what's her name, right? The end of it. Yes. Yeah, he goes to see yeah. Bozkatan. She's like, "Your religion is gay. Get out of here." And uh, yeah, and so she's like Mandalore. She tells him Mandalore's fine. The atmosphere is breathable. Uh, it's it's so not. She tells him it's not cursed. Yeah. 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 I uh, like, well, I'm going to do it. And she's just literally sitting on the throne on a, on a moon close to Mandalore, just like sulking. What yes, because she tells them that like their religion like broke up the Mandalorians because she wasn't able to unite them. She's like, because oh, yeah, like, they're scattered. Yeah. yeah, they're all scattered. So she's like sulking upset. Then episode two opens up with the chick on Tatooine that like feels like she's from a completely like different you like movie universe. Yeah, that like she, she just totally she does not fit. But Favreau must love her because he throws her into every single season. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people like her character. I think a lot, and that's why they throw her in there. She just, it, she doesn't fit. She feels like she's something from like completely different. Like she just does not mesh well. So yeah, she tells him, "Hey, just take this freaking R five unit. It can scan." Mando's like, "Okay," and he goes to Mandalore. There's a shot that uh, they show. It's from the trailer, but it's in this episode. Um, where you see him go into Mando, into Mandalorian, Mandalore is really cool. Like yeah, it, so the effects, everything, it looks really cool. Well, no, you get a completely different perspective because you have someone else like, flying it's in. It's the same type of shot though, but yeah. And it's really cool. Um, and then he goes and like, he fights some creatures, which is a pretty cool fight scene, but also he's like, uh... Something with the dark saber. He's like an an idiot with it now because he's like oh, not balanced with it or the whatever. Episode two should be entitled 
Din Djarin is incompetent. Bo-Katan to the rescue. Yeah, I, episode two I was surprised when I saw at the end of the episode it wasn't done by Dave Filoni. Because Bo-Katan is a Filoni character, and that's generally what a Filoni episode does, is it just jerks off a Filoni character. It's like, oh, look how good this Filoni character is, but no, it's Favreau, and then some lady directed it. So like, I was surprised. Yeah, like, like, Din Djarin's an idiot in this episode. A complete yeah. idiot. So then they go down to the Mines of Mandalore, and they see some creatures and stuff, and it's woo And then Mando sees a helmet, he starts uncovering it, and then boom, it's a trap! Some, like, big robot thing that's also, like, kind of a cyborg humanoid yeah. takes him. Which, and, I was asked to deal with this, how long was that thing just sitting there waiting for somebody? I think my guess is, my guess is that it has, like, stuff to monitor the planet, and it heard when he was fighting those big creatures earlier, and it just set up the trap then. That, that's my guess. Anyways, the CG on the character is really good. I kind of like his design. Yeah. He sounds like Grievous and like a Geonosian mixed together. I like his For design, sure. though. I think he looked kind of cool. Um, too bad he doesn't do anything. But yeah, he captures Mando. <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah, he captures Mando. And you, the Darksaber it doesn't hold it for and, any reason. And Grogu tries to help him. And he's and then Mando says, Go get Bo-Katan! And so then... Because this time, it conveniently, the Force doesn't work as well as it needs to for Grogu. And then Grogu goes, and he takes the ship, and earlier we had a plot point told to us where the uh, the one chick on Tatooine's like, hey, the R5 unit can autopilot, by the way. And so that was just literally, that line was literally thrown in there, so that way you can see that, oh, Grogu can just have the R5 unit take him where he needs to go. Yep. So R5 unit drives to Bo-Katan, and Bo-Katan's like, ah, oh, Mando, I hate that guy. Tell him and his religious ass to get out of here. And then she sees it's just Grogu. She's like, Grogu, what's going Where's on? Your, where's, where is he? So then they take her ship back to Mandalore, and she's like, you'll, uh, you'll, um, you'll lead me to him. And, uh, Bo-Katan has a serious case of the Master Chief from the Halo series episode. She the is Paramount never wearing series, her helmet. Yeah. She is never it's wearing really dumb. They she really want you to see like K- Dylan, like how, face. Like how Dylan makes fun of the Master Chief in the Halo series, you can do the same thing here. She's walking for no reason, is holding her helmet next to her instead of just freaking, uh, instead of just just freaking uh, putting on her helmet. Like there's a part where they come and they're trying to like they know Din Djarin is captured and he's in serious trouble, and they come to a part where you like see like Mandalore like all effed up, and she takes her helmet off to say three lines, then she puts it back on like let's go. It's like what? You did you really need to take your helmet off for that? Oh, I think so she, her having her helmets off is really stupid, but that part was whatever because you know she hasn't been to her home world in a while and it's all effed up. So I don't mind her being taken aback. But yeah, her taking her helmet off constantly is really stupid. Uh, but then we see her fight some of the uh, some of the creatures that Mando fought earlier. She takes them out and then she gets to Mando and she defeats the creature with ease she uses the dark saber which i called way early in the episode when oh, mando nice. got taken captive and the guy strips him of his weapons i said they show the dark saber on the ground i'm like how much would bet bo katan is going to use that later because uh, ian was like oh grogu might use that i said or Gro- bo katan is going to show up as and use soon it. as dylan said i said damn it <laughs> he was right as soon as dylan said it yeah so that happens uh and then she's like, all right, Mando, let's get out of here. And Mando's like, no, I must go bathe in the mines of Mandalore. And she's like, okay. Well, all, he, had a, he, had a, he has, like, blood taken from him. And it you don't doesn't. learn anything about what the guy was doing this for. Uh, just he was doing it. And, uh, yeah. 
So um, then she's like, "All right, Mando, you're retarded. Her, so I'm going fight, to take you to the uh, to the yeah, to her, the mines." Her fighting the thing's not even a good like it's not even a great action sequence because she just kicks his ass. Like there's no there's no like back and forth. Especially just, what's what's funny about it is like she kicks his ass. It's like all right, fair enough. But then he upgrades to his big thing that he was in earlier. It's like oh now it's gonna give him a fight. Now it's gonna give uh, her a fight. Nope, she takes him out even easier when he's in his like more powerful form. It's like yeah. oh okay. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. And Baby Yoda's just watching all this happen. So then they go to the mines with uh, Bo-Katan as tour guide because Mando like couldn't find it, and she tells him as much. He's too much of an idiot to find it. So he goes. He bays in there. He gets dragged down by I don't remember what the thing's called. It's the thing that's the symbol of Mandalore. The things with the tusks that like all the yeah. Mandalorians have. Um, I don't freaking remember what the thing's called. Uh, but he gets dragged down there. She dives in and saves him. For some reason, the thing dragged him down there, but didn't eat him, didn't kill no, him. No, like hella nothing. fast. Because she, first of all, I didn't know jetpacks worked underwater, but they work underwater. She dives in and jets off. Like, she's using her jetpack and can't find him for a fat minute. And, yeah, like those, the thing drags him all the way to the bottom for no reason, just leaves him there. Yeah, that's, that like, was my problem. Like, I didn't care how fast it dragged him. I was like, fine, whatever. It was just weird that the thing just dragged him for no reason. Like, did it get bored? Like, it didn't feast on him. It didn't kill him. It, it didn't do anything. It just dragged him for funsies. It was literally just a, hmm, we need drama here. Let's do this. Like, she doesn't fight the thing. Nothing. We see it for a second. It looks pretty cool. The CG in this episode is really good. Like, the CG yeah, the dude sets, earlier looks really good. And the, and the stuff were really good this episode. Yeah, like, the quality of, like, the, the visual effects in this episode are spot on. They look really good. Um, so yeah, she gets them out of there or whatever, and then, do they say anything when they get back up? I can't remember if, like, anything's I said. I don't remember her saying anything, I just remember the episode ending. I don't yeah, I think anything. she just gets them up, and they're kind of, like, resting. But yeah, man, Dinjar would be dead, like, five times over if it wasn't for Bogotan this episode, because yeah. he's such an idiot. Also, um, I don't know, like, when, in the first episode, when, uh blacksmith lady was like, hey, you gotta bathe in the mines, there's no, like record it you need yeah, a witness that's what I, like to the and I was like yeah just lie about it it's like it's just the honor system like also uh, they bathe fully clothed that makes sense because it's their armor so i understand that because that's they're, they're all freaking their whole religion's about their armor so that makes sense i understand why they wouldn't strip or anything um but yeah i just i don't understand why uh the thing just dragged him down there or whatever but anyways yeah. No I was digging this right. episode until the part where he's captured. It's like, go get Bo-Katan, and then it's just yeah. a Bo-Katan show, and it's just sucking up Bo-Katan. It's like, I don't care about this character at all. The amount of time she has her helmet off this episode for no reason is so yeah. annoying. So, like, the first 20 minutes are pretty good. Like, it's actually good. I like it. I like As much as we've been, like, let's talk about uh, being negative Nancys. I think the first 20 minutes are pretty good. I like when he fights those dudes. I like him exploring Mandalore at first. It looks cool. Like, again, the visual effects are really good. Uh, I, I like it. It's pretty good. The The part in the beginning is a little annoying with that one lady that just feels like... And also, that felt like a waste of space. Before Mando even shows up, we get, like, two or three minutes of her, like, talking to Jawas and stuff and, like, this, uh, this one dude that she's just ripping off. And it's like, we did we did we really need to waste time doing that? Again, there's like so much stuff where it's like, why are we wasting time here? Like, why because are we wasting time on the stuff that, that I don't like? I, I I don't care about that. Like, we don't need to see it. Like, there's just so many many time wasters. Like, that time could have been allotted to that weird cave villain that was like kind of grievous. Like, I would have liked to learn more about that guy and see more about that guy. Anything about him? You Instead, it's like fake darn's blood. It's like, don't it. you want the like funny ant with the perm? Don't you want more of her? It's like, no, I would like to see more about this villain, what he's about. 
That that's what I would have preferred, but so they just waste random time and it's like, okay. And then yeah, it's just the Bo Katan show after that. It's like I don't care about Bo Katan and her just like it is funny her just walking next to Mando with her helmet off holding it, where it's like, isn't that inconvenient to be holding it because you have one yeah, less hand yeah, if something I, pops as off? Someone who snowboards and wears a helmet, it's annoying if I'm walking with it and I'm holding it. I always wear it. Even so, if like, I'm just walking somewhere. Considering Mando just walked into a trap prior to this, like yeah. what happens if like something pops out? She that extra second that she has to take to put it on and then grab her stuff, like that could get her. It's really stupid. Um, but yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. definitely better than the first episode. Still not great. Still a lot of dumb stuff. We'll see where it goes from here. I'm just, I, I hate the fact that there's I, so I much filler. Much, I don't have much faith more for this series. Bo-Katan is still going to be around for next episode, so we know Mando's going to be incompetent again. Um, but I don't really see the direction for this show, and it's disappointing. No, I think it's the same as same as every other season. I think we're gonna get a couple banger episodes, and we're I gonna hope get, so. and then we're gonna get more uh, but like filler. Normally, they open the season with a banger. No, episode. they we haven't don't. Got that yet. No, they the don't. First, the first season did. First season, remember. yes, that was it. The first season had a good uh, first episode. Season two, I think, had a good episode as well. I believe that was the Marshall one. But they generally aren't like the best episodes of all. Man, that's I, I just looked. Season two, uh, episode one, was fifty six minutes. This one was 38 minutes. That also well, okay. pisses me off so much with Disney Plus shows. Time. There's no time. consistency with the times. No, it's annoying. Like, why is stuff so short? Like, it why? Is. It's so dumb. But yeah, I, th- I think it'll be the same as the other seasons where it'll be like, there'll be bangers mixed in there, and then there'll be just stupid filler episodes where it's like, what are we doing here? Well, hopefully that's... we get some bangers pretty, pretty soon. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Uh, But anything else you want to say about this before we go to The Last of Us? Uh, it's just disappointing. Could be better, especially after Andor. We know they have capability of being better, and we're just not seeing it. Yeah, that's a completely cr- different creative team. I know. I'm just saying we still have the capability of doing better. Yeah. All right. So. On to the Last of Us. I think I'm just like we'll mainly talk about Episode Eight here. Episode Seven was the prequel, talk like showing Ellie some stuff, and it was I. It was just an eyed episode. Ian hated it and thought it was like the worst thing he's ever seen of all time. I thought it was hella boring. I thought it was hella boring and didn't really do much for the story. I, it got you close. It got you to know more about Ellie. I thought it was alright. I didn't hate it. I, I kind of liked so them boring. going around the mall and stuff. But there were parts of it that felt kind of forced. Especially earlier on. There were parts of it where it's like, oh yeah, these are people acting. <laughs> like, it didn't feel like natural, like, yeah, these are two best Not friends. Not just that. Another problem I have with the show is we only had nine episodes, and we're skipping, and we're, like, episode eight, rush things. And I don't know, how, like, we that, that time should have been spent on other stuff. It should have been spent on Joel and Ellie instead of what the, we got, so. I mean, we got a good bit of Joel and Ellie. But anyways, yeah, episode seven was, I, I thought it was okay. Again, just like some of the stuff felt a little forced where it felt like, yeah, these are two people acting and it doesn't feel like they're actually like best friends and have the greatest chemistry. But that was like the earlier parts. The more I got into it, the more I enjoyed them too and seeing them do stuff. Um, But yeah, it was just okay. Now, episode eight. Uh, Episode eight was just such a waste. I was very disappointed. Dale has been looking forward to this episode for the whole season. Yeah, I think if you go back to season to episode to our review of episode one, I've been talking about man, I can't wait to see how David is. David's so cool. I'm really excited because David's such like a garbage person and such a good villain. 
Like I'm really excited, and Nolan North killed it in that in the game because Nolan North, for once, was not just using his Nolan North voice. Like it, it, he's just so good at just being a complete creep in the in the game. But uh, in this, it's, it's so dumb. All right, well let, let, we'll get into spoilers now for episode eight. So spoilers if you've not seen Last of Us uh, episode eight. Uh, we're gonna get into spoilers now. It's really stupid. Like what they do with David. Like, it's really stupid what they do with him. With also like super rushed. And it's again like this episode feels super rushed. It's the same thing that they had earlier with uh, what's the one dumbass's name from like Kansas City? The Claire? chick. Was, it what, Claire? was her name Claire? The one that was with Tommy's voice actor. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I whatever I her name was. That. that chick was horrible and like didn't they never showed really why anyone like like why anyone would follow her. They were like, oh, her brother was a great leader. And that was it. And this is the same thing. Like, every time you see David, there's no part where he's, like, being, like, a good, like, a charismatic... Kathleen. 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 There's no part where he's, like, being, like, charismatic or a good leader or a strong leader or anything. Literally, they're like, hey, man, we haven't killed a deer in, like, ten hours. And he's like, all right, let's chop some people up and serve them up. It's like, what? This guy's, like, the worst leader ever. The whole reason... They rationally give people lead him because he was a preacher and a teacher. That's it. Yes, and also he wasn't even like he was a preacher after all this stuff happened. But also he like hits children in front of everyone. Everyone's fine with it. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Troy Baker does a good job with his limited role. Um, Happy they gave Troy Baker a role. That's yeah, nice of them. At least give him some live action experience. Yeah, yeah, he does a good job. He does a really good job. The guy that plays David does fine, but he doesn't do near as good as Nolan North. He also did didn't have, have that much to work yeah, with. Yeah, like, like it's not the like, actor's fault at all. There's some reason. Go ahead, sorry. I thought he was doing good in the limited parts they got to him with Ellie, but like they don't have him and Ellie fight zombies together, so Ellie yes. really never trusts him that, that much. That's what I was about to say. That was one of the biggest mistakes this episode because a big yep. part that helps with the twist is the fact that him and Ellie bond a little bit like ellie still doesn't really trust him but as like a viewer as the gamer when you're playing it you kind of get a little second guess you're like what's going on with this guy what's his deal especially when you know that he had a gun the whole time and he didn't use it to kill yes you. yes like it shows you who, he was always in control um because they also, have a little bit of bonding by fighting in this world like where are they they're, they're, I think, I was saying this when we were watching the episode, I said that I think the reason they're staying away from the infected is because they really want to stay away from Walking Dead comparisons. I think Craig Mazin is deathly afraid of Walking Dead this comparisons. This is terrible at this point. It doesn't feel like there's any infected. We really haven't seen any infected since, uh, so you saw some in the first episode, and we saw them in Kansas City. That's really it. That's like it. Yeah. And like, they, well, they've like, been like, and, and they've been like non-factors. They're not a big no. deal. They're not a big like, deal at all. Like, I guess you saw them a little bit when they were going through the Boston part, but, like, it is really dumb. Like, you, we need to see them the last couple episodes, and we haven't. It's, it makes you forget you're, like, you're in, a, you're in the world of clickers and why people are acting the way they are. Like, you forget yeah. that. Yeah, they're they're non-factor in this show. They it's are really zero stupid. factor. And again, I think zero. it's because they're deathly afraid of Walking Dead comparisons. Like, we got to separate from this. And also the whole, like dumbass uh the people are the real monsters type thing like we're deep uh, yeah the people yeah. are the real monsters okay you know we're really deep over here Pe- human human mm. beings are worse than the uh quarterceps that's what even what david says in this episode is like quarterceps uh I, well he like he talked about how actually he's like a fraud and he doesn't believe in any of this stuff and he actually like he likes the mushrooms remember yeah. he like went on a thing that's what i'm saying um, yeah, he talked about how like they, they live yeah but there wasn't like 
And I don't, I, I haven't watched in a while, but I don't remember him being a preacher in the game, or if it was, it no, was. So like, I, I look at that. They said that they had that written in his backstory, but they cut it from the game for some reason. So that's why they brought it out because it was going to be in the game, but they cut it from the game. Um, okay. But that's yeah. why they added it into the into the the show. Well, maybe it was cut from a game for a reason, and it actually works really well in the game. And this, like the whole preacher angle, was weird and stupid. Well, not I've, not that it was weird and stupid. I thought I thought it didn't help or fit at all. So I think you could tell that the creator probably doesn't like religion. Um, but I thought if you would have kept him as a preacher and then you would have had him somehow try to rationalize his beliefs with eating people would have been interesting. Instead of him just being like, it's all a, it's all a farce. I'm just faking it. I was like, well, that's just stupid. That's yeah. just lame. Like you're yeah. not – you didn't make it – like if, if he was like a guy that really believed in what he was preaching and he was like we had no last resorts. Like there's a famous case of a plane crash that happened in the – I think the West Andes Mountains in Argentina, where they had to eat people to stay alive, and like, yeah, but also like, that, like, that's another thing that's rushed in here. Like I was saying earlier, is the cannibalism where they're like, yeah, we haven't had a deer in like ten hours. He's like, let's start eating people. It's like what? Like yeah, no, they don't. Like no don't. one looks malnourished or anything. No. Like it doesn't, and the it goes so fast, and it's like okay, they just haven't had food in like a little bit. And also, Ellie just immediately kills a deer. And yeah, like they, they couldn't find a deer, and Ellie finds one as soon as she goes out looking for something. Yeah, like, um, it's like how bad of a leader are you? Why would anyone follow this guy? The way the way Ellie gets away to, I know it's the same in the games. It's so dumb. That is it's one so... part that's dumb in the game because I really like the David section in the game, but I do agree the part where she gets away in the game is really dumb. It's so unbelievably dumb. She is at most what a sixteen year old in this show, but she's still a small girl. Like the way she gets away is so. So dumb. Yeah. Um, and then and I hate David, it. I hate the stereotype of, a, or cliche, I say, that's in every single, that's like in so many movies and TV shows and video games, which is someone's on top of someone has the advantage, and then the person on bottom starts reaching for something and grabs the weapon. The person yeah. on top's just like straight retarded. And it's like, oh, I, they're reaching for that weapon that could yeah. kill me. I sure and hope then, they don't use it. And then they make David <laughs> an absolute idiot when he's 1v1ing Ellie in the, uh, I mean, the, yeah, the that's restaurant. the same in the game. To be fair, it's really dumb in the game yeah. too. And well, I don't, I'm not defending. I'm just saying that make a complete idiot. Like, yeah. they try to show you that he's like this leader, but then like when he talks to Ellie in the cell, and he's you know he's showing like he's a pedophile, everything just like completely unravels, and you're like, yeah. well, this guy sucks. Like, I really yeah. wish. In because they took the whole zombie section out of the game and some other stuff, like, because it was so rushed, you don't, like, that doesn't hit that hard. Even though, again, also the fact that I already know, because I know the story in the games. But still, it doesn't hit that hard because you never got, like, that sort of watching the characters actually, like, survive together to where you kind of like it. Like, oh. David's likable until you find out he's a psychopath. Like, yeah. David's likable at first. Like, there, there's something yeah. a little off of him, but he's likable, like, the way he's talking to Ellie but, and everything, and it's like, okay, in the in this, he, there's not one point where he's likable no, you're always you're always wary of him. Even when they give him the medicine back, you're like, well, I don't know about that. And also, Joel gets better out of nowhere. Like, she injects the penicillin right into his wound, and he gets good enough to go hunt down three guys and kill them. Like, that was far-fetched. It, um, I mean, that's whatever. But something I want to say also... He though, was, like, on death's doorstep! I mean, that's basically what happens in the game, too, though. Uh, something that I, that I want to say as well, though, is uh, Pedro Castell is, like, great as Joel and everything. But, I, I don't know, maybe it's the director or something. But the interrogation scene's good, but, man, I rewatched the game and, like, the performance and everything feels so much better from Troy Baker in the game than it does from Pascal in the show. I don't... Again... Well 
Pascal's a great actor and he does really good as Joel. I think it's maybe the director or something or the direction, however they did it. But like rewatching right. that section in the game, I was like, man, the, the performance here from Troy Baker is so much more like powerful, and, like moving and like insane than in the show, which is weird because, you know, a, you're watching a game that's clearly fake compared to where you're watching live action that's real. You know, you think that would hit harder, but it doesn't because of like, I don't know, just Troy Baker's performance was so good. But. I, yeah, I just noticed that when going good. back and rewatching. Uh, I thought the best. Part it was good, was but like, it wasn't like was the like, game was like way better. When Joel's like, "It's okay, I trust him," <laughs> and kills the guy. I was like, "That was pretty good." Um, yeah. Also, if that felt rushed, everything in this episode feels rushed. Everything happened so fast. There's no room for the story to breathe. There's no room for you to trust David. There's no room for you to be like, "What's going on?" Even when you like actually like, they kind of subtly hint at there being cannibals. But you you finally learn about it, and it's like boom! Immediately they're cannibals, and then you like see the dead bodies, and but then you don't have the time to marinate on it because then she breaks out, and then they kill David. So like nothing happens to really make you like think or like think, oh Ellie might die because as soon as Ellie learns they're cannibals, she like breaks out. Um, it's it was a good episode, but it could have been way better. It should have been way better. I I I, I didn't even like I I didn't like this episode. I was just so upset with how it was done and how it could have been so much. The lack of infected, the fact that we didn't get that whole scene of David and uh and her like surviving together, uh the you know, the whole use of David, like misuse I should say of David. This episode was just really annoying to me. I was very like cuz I was looking forward to this so so much. And then, like, the time they try to build up David and his people prior, that's, like, different than the games, was just handled so terribly. It's like, I don't care about this. And, like, you're not doing good with explaining David's character. You're not adding like, anything. Like, I thought, like, the way I like this other was, I thought the guy who played David did a good job with what he got. I thought he was... The, the, my biggest problem was when they just said he said everything was a fake and he just became out, like, uh, you know... Just I like mushrooms, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like the character with Joel, and I thought uh, Bella Ramsey did good as Ellie, but I just felt like everything was rushed. The way Ellie breaks out still is dumb, um, and like the whole town just didn't care that that their like butcher shop was burning down. They were just all like, "Cool, we're not gonna go check out what's going on." I guess. So, but yeah, I think that's about it. I don't know if there's anything else to talk about. We'll we'll be talking about we got the season finale coming up soon, so we'll be talking about that and we also have uh Mando episode 3 coming out in a week. Uh so we'll talk about that as well. I don't right, well, we also got Scream. Maybe we'll talk about that cuz that we're going to see that tomorrow, so or Thursday whenever you're listening to this podcast uh on March 9th we'll be seeing it. So whenever that happens, well we might talk about Scream. And yeah, anything you want to say before we end it? Uh, I guess not. I feel I feel I feel like the Last of Us they they rushed too many things. We could we could slow played this more and got much better. I'm a, I'm really afraid the last episode's gonna be very rushed. We'll um, see how it is. I like I said before, they better freaking have put all their baskets in the Joel massacring the hospital basket because we haven't seen Joel like do anything. Like they rushed. I don't what? remember. Is there much effect of it, like in the last mission? I don't remember. No, he's like oh, he's. It's great. mainly him just killing everyone in the hospital. Um, like that's the big part of it, if I remember correctly. But yeah, like because they they've dumbed down like so much of how much Joel does in the games and the in the show. Like they've dumbed it down so much. Like that whole part of the university where he kills so many people. And it's a big part of the game. And in this, like it's they're in there for like two minutes, and then one like homeless man with a bat stabs him. And that's like it. <laughs> it's like okay, well, 
They better. I'm still can't get over that. He was Pedro Pascal couldn't even talk, and then he gets injected with that, and like five minutes later, he's good enough to go kill two dudes and capture a guy, or kill a dude and capture two guys. Yeah, Hope like they, that was like what? Penicillin works fast, bro. They better. What? They better just have gone all out with the hospital. I can't wait to because in the game, I believe you have like the the AR. I think you have like the AR fifteen or the M four. Oh, we can't wait to watch two him dueling <laughs> bolt action. Yeah, we're just gonna see a bunch of bolt action. That's been one of my pet peeves of this entire show. Everyone, everyone's hey, got even, bolt action for some freaking reason. I don't get. And the thing that makes sense is bolt action calibers are not in store that much. Like you, much easier find five five six or. 762, but all we have is like 30 out 6. It doesn't freaking... make sense. I don't understand. Like, that's gotta be like a Craig Mason thing. Action. I don't know why he's got a boner for bold actions like that's it. All we so, have against like semi autos, it does not make sense. Like, everyone's running around with bold actions. It's so dumb. It's just there's stupid. A, there's, a, there's a way Dylan mentioned it when uh, Ellie's holding the bold action rifle. She's holding it under her shoulders. Like, if oh, she yeah. actually if, fired if she that fired. Gun, it like it would have slammed her in the face and she would have been on the ground. Like, yeah. she would have been able to yeah. fire the gun the way she was holding it. Yeah, I mentioned that when we were watching. I'm like, she is holding that so wrong. It's going to go horribly if she shoots it because she's so tiny. Like, she can't hold the rifle, right? No, she can't and hold she, it. She doesn't have it tucked in her shoulder. It, it, she has it, it reminds like, me of under her story. armpit. It reminds me of the stories when the Force Wagons came out talking about Ray and her son telling how heavy the lightsabers were and it was hard for them to, to, to wheel it around. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. But you know what? They could have, uh, like, ugh, never mind. It's just, it's dumb. And the, uh, uh, man, it's just dumb. I, I, I hope, we'll see how it goes. I just don't understand. Like, so, so many decisions. I'm like, uh, overall, I still like the show. This episode just pissed me off because I've been looking forward to David so much. Um, but overall, the show is still good. It's just not as good as it should have been or could have been. We'll see. Maybe the season finale blowing off your feet. This is kind of a negative episode. <laughs> but, yeah, they're just... I liked the episode better than Dylan did. I know. I'm surprised. Well, I like... I, yeah, I liked episode 7 better than you did, and you liked episode 8 better than I did. Yeah. But, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. See ya. Bye.